Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Dr. Mike, we are live. We are up. You're coming in the house tonight. How you feeling? You feeling good? Uh, I'm doing good. A uh, long, productive day and ready uh, to have an awesome podcast with you, Chris. Yeah, I love it, man. And just and I'm excited based on what I know about you and what I read about you. you. You have a lot. You have a fascinating background and a lot that I feel like we kind of relate on and some things that just, you know, you've, you're, you're pretty big time. But just so the, you know, the audience knows, you know, you, you just have a book, The Key to Success, you're been assistant coach in swimming. You're not a bad swimmer yourself with a bunch of records. You're, uh, you know, Clara G- Jen, you're, um, you know, well, I guess ambassador, uh, chief medical I, officer of Clara. Yeah, Jean. there we go. That's what I was trying yeah. To say. But yeah, I mean, so I don't, I don't even know where to start this out at, but I guess maybe a little bit about your background that you can say better than I did. And let's yeah, sure. Know well, you, you know, pro- probably everybody can hear my accent. I'm originally from Belgium. Most people don't know where Belgium is, but, uh, it's obviously in Europe, I always say it's the size of the Everglades in Florida, a lot more good beer and chocolates, but far less alligators. So that's where I'm from. Um, uh, came here in 1997 after I went to the university in Brussels, did physical education, which was a lot of fun. Then it's on physical therapy. And I traveled with the Belgian Olympic swim team as a uh, physical therapist and assistant uh, coach in preparation for the Atlanta Games in 1996. And at the time, apparently, they were short of physical therapists in the United States. So a recruiter called me up. I was only in my 20s. He said, do you want to come to the U.S.? I said, sure. So I saved $400, packed my backpack, and came over here in 97, worked a little bit as a physical therapist, then got more into uh, alternative medicine. So I went back to school, got my license in acupuncture, oriental medicine, board certified in Chinese herbs, homeopathy, Uh, And then actually got my PhD in holistic nutrition too, because after I figured, um, after I did all the natural medicine stuff, uh, I figured after a few thousand patients really that acupuncture, food therapy, homeopathy, chiropractic, it's less invasive and harmful than conventional medicine, meaning drugs and surgeries. But I really didn't see the lasting results either, to be honest. So I got a little bit frustrated. And I decided to get my PhD in holistic nutrition and look at the animals in the wild and at Mother Nature to find the truths about health. And since then, I've been really confident that I can help you know anybody with uh, their ailments. And basically, right now, I'm a, a keynote motivational speaker. Oh. So I mentor people. Uh, in their health, uh, usually they first have to regain control of their health. 
then we need to optimize their health and then we need to biohack maybe, uh, meaning we need to reverse their biological age objectively. Or I mentor them in business, not necessarily tell them how to do their business, but about mission, about staying focused, about uh, clarifying their goals, uh, firing the people they don't need and making sure they reach their goals. So that's what I kind of do on a daily basis. Besides podcasts with guys like you, because I really, uh, I really love to do them. Because without you guys, we wouldn't get the word out, right? We do certain things. We try to help people, but it's people like you that you know expose us to hundreds and thousands of listeners, and that's how we get the word out uh, to take control of our health and uh, you know be the best that we can be. So uh, that's a little bit about myself and how I arrived here. I love it, man. That's a lot to take in. I have a, hopefully I remember my thoughts that I can, add, you know, have some uh, questions for you. But uh, one of them, I guess, though, you've, it seemed like, you know, you, you kind of, I've always had like maybe an athletic, very kind of fit life, you know, even as a child. Is that kind of correct to say? Yeah, that's a good story too. When I was, uh, I mean, schooling system in Europe is different, but when I was like in elementary school and beginning of middle school, there were all of sports just like here. And I guess I was the fastest runner. I was on a basketball team, uh, soccer team and all that kind of stuff. But when it came to swimming, I actually got beaten by one of my best friends who was actually a competitive swimmer and part of the local swim team. So I couldn't beat him. So that prompted me, I was a sore loser, prompted me to join the swim team. And so that's how I found my passion for swimming. So uh, <laughs> I've been in swimming from I was eight years old till 24. Uh, and then I took a 22 year break and started swimming again when I was 46 in 2019. So I'm a world record in the 45 plus age group. Nice. And then COVID came. So I wasn't really interested in swimming because there were no competitions. But uh, last week they announced the uh, world championships will be in August of 2023, 10 months from now in Japan. So I don't have much time, but I started swimming last week again and see if we can get ready. So, yes. <laughs> so, so what was it like getting ready again from now compared to back when you were younger? Yeah. Well, so yeah, uh, actually in, when I was 48 in 2019, I'm 51 now, um, you know, after a long break, I actually swam faster than in my 20s. And in my 20s, I did have Belgian records. So people ask, how did you do that? Well, sure. you know, I certainly don't have the endurance or the uh, capacity, endurance capacity than I was in my 20s, right? Uh, so I had to compensate many other ways. First of all, I'm a sprinter, so I'm not going to go longer than 100. Um, but I'm sure I'm stronger than I was when I was in my 20s, right? Sure. I'm smarter. And again, it's all about nutrition, giving your body the right fuel and doing biohacking. So even though other swimmers, even my age, swim every day, I swim uh, three times a week, so much less. But I'll make sure my hormones are balanced. I get optimized nutrition. I got the right supplements. Uh, I do infrared sauna. I do the cold baths. I do hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Wow. So I'm, I'm approaching it from a different way sure. uh, to compensate for the lack of meters in the pool. Yeah, well, there's so much you know, technology and more... Nutri or more science-based, I guess uh, what I'm trying to say, science-based acts on where, how a person can treat their body and recovery and nutrition and everything now compared to 20, 30 years ago, you know, I was listening to a podcast where uh, an uh, Olympic weightlifter was talking about how he just ate steak and worked out, you know, and just, well, you know, they were like, well, what supplements you did you take? And this was probably 40, 50 years ago. He's like, we didn't do that. You know, we just. No. And again, I mean, now it's the opposite, but Schwarzenegger in the, uh, what is it called? Um, the documentary. 
I don't remember what it's called, but anyways, he was in one of the documentaries too. And at, at the time it was all raw eggs and steak, right? Yeah. And he said that was so wrong because now all the super athletes in this country, they, they avoid meat because your proteins coming from vegetables. And if you like all, all the top athletes, you know, uh, science has proven over and over again that meat's just a burden on the digestive system and that we can get our protein from under, under sources uh, which are much higher in other nutrients. So, I mean, yeah, with with times, uh, perceptions change, science change, and there's a lot more available, you know, uh, especially to the common people like you and me, we have a, a lot more access and affordable access to the access to these technologies. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you a little pushback. And just because based on, you know, I follow a couple of guys like Dr. Rob, Rob Wolf, who just wrote Sacred Cow, and then Paul Saladino, who they're all very meat advocates about yeah. don't eat vegetables. It's all about the meat. And they're, I mean, they're not completely totally against vegetables, but, you know, they have a lot of, and I, I, and I don't know enough, probably enough to say one way or the other, but basically they're, for those who don't know, they're saying that vegetables don't want to be eaten and that's kind of like almost a poison to the body because they adapt to yeah their i don't know where to get it from because it's totally wrong and it's not even an opinion because we have a basic biology and physiology and so uh that tells us enough to just give you a few examples you know the um digestive tract of uh meat eaters uh you know on this planet is very very short because uh, meat putrefies if it's not digested fast so humans' digestive tract is very, very long, just that of, as of plant eaters. So they're just biology. Mm. Um, therefore, when we eat meat, it takes at least six hours to digest. Um, and that's why, you know, we're not meat eaters. Also, our teeth, people say, oh, you got canines, is to tear meat apart. Those are not canines, guys. You got to look up the difference between grain teeth and canines. Okay, you first got to get your basics right. And the basics is those are grain teeth. Uh, canines are much, much different. The other thing is you got to ask yourself if I see an animal, uh, a cow or anything like that, do I start salivating? Is that, do I think this is food or do I think, oh, I want to pet this thing and I don't want it to be slaughtered, right? Huh. And then if you even think if you are a meat eater, well, why don't you grab a chicken and start eating everything then? Why do you have to cook it? Why do you have to just take the muscle? If you look at any other flesh eater, they eat the blood, they eat, the, they eat everything, okay? So no human's going to do that because we're not meat eaters, right? So, and then, and then the... To me, the fact that people think that uh, a lean chicken breast is going to give us protein is something I want everybody to think about, too. If you have a chicken breast, first thought is how long ago was this chicken slaughtered? One week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Okay. If the chicken is slaughtered, let's say you slaughter a chicken and you leave it on your back porch, uh, when does it turn back to dust? Pretty quickly, because it will be rotting, it will be brown and black and infested with bacteria within hours. And a day or two later, it's gone, eaten by bacteria, right? So the chicken that you eat, first of all, you know, they take it and they obviously put it in a cooler, but they also pour bleach over it. So bacteria cannot eat it, right? Then it goes to distribution centers. Then it goes to, you know, to your local store and two, three weeks pass by. And then they inject it with what? They inject it with colorings, so it uh -huh. looks fresh again, and they inject it and fill it with waters and fillers, right? And now we're going to buy it. Three weeks has passed, <laughs> and we're going to buy it, and we're not going to eat it. No, we're going to cook it, right? We're going to cook it. So if you think you get live proteins from this, I think you need to rethink again. All of this is a burden on the digestive system. Mm. And when they say we're not supposed to eat vegetables, well, where do you think the animals get the, get the proteins from? The They're eating the vegetables. The animals are just the middleman. 
you're eating the middleman because that's where they get their proteins from. That's where the cows get the calcium from in the milk, et cetera, et cetera. Everything they eat is plant-based and therefore we have the protein. So animals just become the middleman. Mm -hmm. So if you just look at basic biology and physiology and think about whether or not you want to eat a whole live chicken, you know, the answer should be right there. And again, um, if you really look at the top endurance athletes in the world and the best people in the world, they don't touch meat uh, because it slows you down. You know, uh, it's very acidic. It slows you down. It's a burning digestive system. It causes acidosis. And there's so many more things uh, that I can keep on going, but we're not going to talk about that all. Yeah, no, interesting. Just because, you know, like I said, I just finished that book, Sacred Cow, and they looked at it between an ethical, nutritional standpoint. And, the, yeah. they, and they compared everything and just that, you know, and I guess a lot of what I know is just going off that book right now. But and it yeah, was sure. just because I was wondering that, you know, is it different in everybody where some people are saying they perform better eating meat compared to a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet? Well, uh, yeah, I know that, you know, there's diets by blood type, there's diets by this, by that. And obviously certain res people respond better to one thing or another. Or, I mean, you know, we all heard that certain people are, you know, allergic to broccoli, even broccoli is a superfood. Yeah, so there's always these variations, but that's because we are, you know, we're all in ill health and our body adapts and adjusts and we're all diseased. And so everybody responds differently, but a healthy human being is not supposed to eat meat. Hmm. Interesting. Do you play a lot with your diet and just say we're like, you know, one month or I'm going to write down everything I eat and just see how I feel and look at my performance and then maybe change it up a little bit and compare it again. And that's kind no, of, of course, got, I have eaten, I have, you know, again, uh, my grandfather, actually, when me and my brother were swimming and we were little and we had a, a competition on Sunday, he made us a steak. Okay. <laughs> and we didn't know better because it was the same exact he made us a steak. And, uh, you know, we didn't know better. And he said, you know, I'm going to make a good steak and you guys going to swim fast this afternoon. We never know if we would have swim faster without it. Right. But sure. certainly with the knowledge I have now, I never would do that. Um, it's all, it's all, I mean, even digestion takes many, many hours and takes all of energy. So you certainly don't want to have digestive efforts going on while you're training or while you're performing or competing. Um, but yeah, uh, meat hundred percent. No. Now, when you say eldering and things like that, I don't classify myself. People ask, are you a vegan? Are you a, a vegetarian? Uh, all the kind of stuff. No, I'm aware. So I don't really eat meat at home at all, but if I go out for dinner and I crave a little filet, I'm going to eat it, but I'm aware, you know, that I make up for that and I'm aware what I'm doing. And I make sure that on a daily basis, my body gets all the essential nutrients it needs. And that's kind of the difference here. Uh, I think, Chris, is people think I'm a health freak, but I'm actually far from. I think I'm in optimal health because I make the right choices. What With that, I mean is if we look at health on a cellular level, okay, this is only going to take two minutes. If you look at health on a cellular level, we have about 75 trillion cells in our body. Sure. That, that number is incomprehensible. It's more than the stars in the entire galaxy. Now, each and every one of those cells performs a few million chemical reactions per second. So if you want to know how many chemical reactions uh, there occur in our body any given second, we simply have to multiply 75 trillion with a few million, right? So next time somebody asks you if you're busy, Chris, you simply say yes, extremely, right? <laughs> but each and every one of those cells has 100,000 receptors on its outer membrane. And the RNA or the messengers tells those receptors constantly what it is that the cell needs 
to repair, replenish, renew itself, right? right. So for example, the RNA is going to say, hey guys, I need vitamin C. Those 100,000 receptors stick out the neck in the extracellular environment to find vitamin C. But what if, what if because of our standard American diet, SAD, that vitamin C is not available, then the cell has to settle for less potent, incompatible nutrients. And that's like, you know, having an original and making a copy of a copy. And after three copies, you can't read it anymore. Uh, so in the body, that becomes degeneration and mutation, which is disease and cancer. Okay. So why do I tell you this? Because it also shows you that you do not have to be a health freak. Because if we give our body all the essential nutrients it needs on a daily basis, then it is able to repair, replenish, and renew itself. Okay. And then it's okay to eat your tacos on Tuesdays or have a beer on Friday or eat that pizza. But the problem is, is that 98% of Americans only eat the bad stuff. So now the body cannot renew itself with the right replacement parts, as you will. And sure. therefore, we get degeneration and mutation disease and cancer. Mm. So, well, so my philosophy is, you know, you got to get all your essential nutrients in. So high quality supplements do become a uh, insurance policy and you need to do things like juicing because I don't like to eat necessarily two big salads a day. Nobody does, I guess. But if I juice, I can get so many, you know, kale and celery and cilantro and cucumbers and beets and carrots and ginger in on a daily basis that I wouldn't be able to eat. So as long as your body gets all the nutrients, it's okay to enjoy life and eat something that you desire. Do you think that's an, I guess I'm probably already know the answer to this question, but you know, this, the problem with the standard American diet and what you said that a lot of people don't really know what essential nutrients they even need just because of lack of education or the lack of information, or even taking, listen to podcasts like these or just not even caring. Like they just assume that whatever I'll go eat McDonald's or fast food and that's dinner. Who cares? You know, they don't look at as food as fuel almost. Well, sense? yeah, the food pyramid in the United States always been propaganda, right? Because again, sure. the healthcare system is, you know, I mean, even the American Heart Association, American Diabetic Association, they're sponsored by the meat and the dairy companies, right? Mm. So in order to avoid diabetes and heart disease, you should avoid our dairy and most meat, yet they're the sponsors. So, you know, the, the food pyramid is propaganda. That's all it is. Uh, breakfast is the least important meal of the day. Nobody should have breakfast, but we need to sell berry milk and we need to sell cornflakes. So it's all this misinformation and propaganda, uh, you know, that makes us eating those things. And then obviously the, the mass produced man-made stuff, like you were just talking, the McDonald's burger is 99 cents. If I need to go shopping and make a healthy meal, I'm going to spend a lot more money. So most average American families, you know, uh, financially are forced you know, to eat that, uh, you know, nutrient deficient food that's loaded with carcinogens and colorings sure. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's kind of the problem that we have in America. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know in the future, how do we get fix this problem except for just to offer, you know, when people won't, don't want to pay a certain amount for food, like, you know, groceries going up because of inflation or whatever, but they refuse it's, to, Yeah, I, I want to go pay that you know, I feed a family of four for 10 bucks or whatever it is at McDonald's, yeah. whatever. And, and there's a little bit of a, an educational part involved where they actually, even if they are financially restricted, they still could make it if they are aware what's happening. Because when you eat a burger with fries and it digests, a few hours later, you're hungry again. And why is sure. that? 
because the bird didn't get the vitamin C, didn't get the vitamin D3, didn't get the omega oil. So once digestion is completed and the body didn't get what it wanted, it's going to send out the hunger signal. So people that eat fast food and bad food eat a lot more during the day. And they usually eat three, four or five times because they're always hungry. Now, if you like me juice and only eat once a day, I'm not hungry because the body gets what it needs. So yes, Maybe I have one more expensive meal, but it's only one meal versus three or four meals. And so if you get used to that concept, I'm not necessarily spending more money, yet I'm much healthier. So you said you only eat once a day? Mm-hmm. So just it- like just like Moses, the Romans, the Greeks, and any wild, any wild animal on the planet. Because mm. our digestive system is only designed to absorb one meal a day. And I know the gym... The gym people are yelling right now because <laughs> they need to eat five times a day and they need to keep their metabolism up. That's, that's again, that's propaganda. People are selling their shakes and all kinds of stuff. And one person yeah. in the gym says it and everybody follows. That's why everybody's still preparing their lean, uh, you know, chicken uh, breast with broccoli. I mean, how long has everybody been doing that? And I, I, I just don't get it. I mean, yeah. we're far more advanced than it. There's a lot more information out there. But one guy started doing it and now everybody's still doing it decades later. Yeah. So are you, are you intermittent fasting, but not even planning on intermittent fasting with only? Yeah, so fasting is very important for many things, right? And, and I personally have a difficult time not, not eating three days or longer. So I'm, I'm eating my meal early in the evening, which allows full digestion before I go to sleep. Because okay. if digestion goes on while I'm sleeping, I'm not sleeping deep enough. And during sleep, you repair, recover, regenerate, right? Um, and so, yes, and then I skip breakfast, but breakfast is just a totally useless meal because when you have a healthy dinner, then all your healthy nutrients are available to perform the next day. So if we're going to eat, we're going to put a burden on our digestive system and we're going to use the nutrients from our meal the day before. It doesn't make any sense. I always tell people, if you work eight to five and you go for lunch, how do you feel after lunch? You don't want to work. You're tired, oh, right? Crashed, yeah. Exactly. It's the same with breakfast. Don't waste. I mean, you're ready to go. Don't eat breakfast and burden your digestive system and waste your energy. It's the same with lunch, you know, uh, because when you come back from lunch, you're lazy. You don't want to work because your energy goes to digestion. So now you do basically two. I don't know if you're going to cut this out. Two half-ass jobs. You're going to do a poor poor digestion and a, a poor performance at work, right? So we're going to skip breakfast. And uh, what I do usually, I juice, you know, I, I drink my juices like mid-morning uh, till lunch. I could eat some fruit or something small over lunch, something that I just in 40 minutes. And then I have my meal early evening. And people say, oh, you're not hungry. No, I'm not hungry. First of all, it's a habit. But second of yeah. all, if you give your body all the nutrients it needs, it's not going to send out that hungry signal. Most people also have to uh, get used to uh you know, making a, a difference between there's a difference between being hungry and having an appetite, right? And and we we cannot distinguish between that because even if you have a big breakfast and you go to work and somebody bought in donuts, it smells good, you're still gonna grab one because you're hungry. No, you're full. You had eggs, breakfast, pancakes, but you're gonna grab it because it's the um, you know, the desire to have it, it's the appetite, not the hunger. So once you can distinguish between those two, uh, it's going to be much easier for you to only eat when you're hungry. Do you get a lot of arguments from, I guess, other criticisms or whatever, just because of you being a swimmer, there's a lot of norms out there where, you know, swimmers have to eat X amount of calories just to keep their bodies tuned up. I mean, does that make sense? Where you're, because you're only eating once a day and juicing at that, where 
It seems like based on what yes. I yeah. Yes, sure. And again, I mean, talking about the average person, but if you're going to burn a lot, of course, you got to eat a lot. Otherwise, you're going to lose weight and you're going to lose muscles versus gain muscles, right? Sure. Uh, but what I do, of course, is uh, I not necessarily eat more, but I take a, a green protein uh, shake on top of it. So I drink a few protein shakes with creatine and some other amino acids. Nice. Uh, to make sure I make up for the muscles that I'm breaking down. Uh, but again, my sources obviously come from plant-based sources, my uh, protein shakes. So yes, you know, now I start drinking my shakes again, uh, loaded with all kinds of stuff, including proteins and amino acids. What's your experience with creatine been like? Uh, well, I kind of take it when I get into my competition zone, but the research is very, very... Uh, bipolar as you will so some research really shows that it does make a difference other research shows if you take it orally it never gets to a muscular exactly. level so so who knows really right um i always think research has its place but you also got to be open-minded and skeptical and ask questions because if i'm gonna find research to fit my thought process and say that technology abc works i'll probably find 100 research articles and if you chris want to prove that technology ABC doesn't work, you probably also can find a hundred research articles to sure. support that. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at those, then you gotta be critical, use common sense and try it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one thing I've, you know, learned on my, I guess, fitness journey or whatever, that just because one person's telling you to take something doesn't mean you should take it. You should actually go do your homework on it. And like you said, do the research. And then if you want to try it, try it, but look at, but, and also, but look at both pros and cons. And, yes. and, and I, I've gone with creatine and it does, it works for me, but it's also that some cycles that when I, I cycle it like six weeks on and two weeks yeah. off, but that's the way to do it. You never want to get your body used to something. Yeah. But somebody, but some, you know, during those two weeks and sometimes I've gone longer, it's just, yeah, did I really need this? I don't know. Or is it just a mind thing or just, you know, insurance policy yeah. for myself and that, you know, I feel fine. I mean, like with my, my, I'll do CrossFit competitions and just like, oh, I don't think I really needed it, but you're in shape. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it for 10 years and I love it, but then that's kind oh, of wow. where yeah. my background is. And, but, um, but yeah, like the three main things I use is whey protein, creatine, and then just, I mean, if you want to say caffeine, it's a supplement. Yeah. But, um, but other than that, that's kind of my realm right there. And I don't really go yeah. far out of that, you know, just cause I felt like, oh, I don't really think I need pre-workout or post-workout or casein protein and yeah, all this other stuff that's like being sold just to sell the fitness industry, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I guess moving on though, let's get into uh, what, what was the, your book though? What's the, at least get that plugged out of here? So well, I got seven, eight books, but hopefully oh. this new book, this new book's coming out. Hopefully by the end of the year, uh, it's called "The Key to Your Success." Subtitle is "Optimize Productivity, Maximize Focus, Free Up Valuable Time, and Live Stress Free." Uh, mostly, I see a lot of mostly younger people, but our generation too, really struggling with uh, keeping focus, they're distracted, they can't finish a job, they can't finish a project, our kids can't focus on their homework. Every, everybody has this dopamine overload, right? Sure. And so um, for those that don't know, dopamine overload, dopamine is your reward hormone. It's the hormone when it squirts a little bit, we feel good, it's like getting a pet on the back. And so we can get that from sugar and energy drinks. Um, you know, we can get that from, 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know, winning or, or accomplishing something, we feel good. Our brain squirts dopamine, but our social media really has exponentially increased that dopamine because everybody that when you get a like on a post or you get a heart on your uh, IG or somebody <laughs> likes your comments, it scores a little dopamine and therefore we seek more and more. And that's why we're so addicted to this social media. So now everybody has a dopamine overload. What does that mean? We have five intelligence hormones, dopamine, uh, acetylcholine, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and um, tell me, um, serotonin, right? Yeah. So those five hormones need to work in balance in order for our brain to uh, function optimally, meaning memory, focus, concentration, creativity, and you name it, right? But if we have a dopamine overload, that means those five intelligence hormones are out of balance. And the result of dopamine overload usually is brain fog, fatigue, can't concentrate, and there's no way to get out of that vicious cycle, right? And so that's what my book is about. Number one, it talks about the fact that, you know, how to increase focus and productivity. And the way to do that, obviously, is, you know, I just talked to uh, 30 high school students earlier today, and it's like, you know, first of all, whether you're young or old, it doesn't matter, but you need to really figure out what your dreams are or what your goals in life are, because most of us still don't know. Right? I, agree. I agree. So I usually say, what was the superpower you wanted when you were a kid? What did you dream about, about who you wanted to be? Because we believed without any doubt in our minds that we could be that person, right? Sure. Until somebody, our parents told us that's impossible. Sure. And so most of us then settled for ordinary, but some of us like you and me, you know, we keep chasing our dreams and, and making things come to and figuring out how to get there. 
And so I want to urge everybody to, if you didn't figure out your dream yet, or it got crushed and you got sidetracked, is, is take time and say, what am I passionate about? What are my core values? Who do I want to be, you know, in, in five, 10 or 20 years from now? And, and get rid of all this, the, the side things because we get pushed into college. You know, our parents want to do us a certain job. We got peer pressure and we end up doing something that maybe makes money, but we don't want to be that person, sure. et cetera, et cetera. So we really got to get real with ourselves. What is our passion? What do I get fired up about? Who do I want to be? And once we figure that out, it's important to figure it out because it sets the stage, right? Once we figure it out, we got to make a plan and a strategy because without a plan, and that's what a lot of people forget, without a plan, uh, nothing significant will come to fruition. And once we have that plan and strategy, we probably have to figure out what team of experts we need to surround ourselves with. Because in order to perform at highest potential, we usually can't do that by ourselves. We're not perfect. We have weaknesses and we got to find people that are strong where we are weak. We got to figure out as we go to reach our dreams, who do we need as an expert uh, to fulfill those goals? And then the last part is, you know, every day you got to get into a, in a routine. You got to get organized. You got to remind yourself in the morning, why am I going to work all day? Well, this is my dream. I want this superpower. And then you're fired up and you can go again. So we got to get organized. We got to have a calendar like tomorrow, eight o'clock. This is going to happen. Nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Because when we get organized and we get control of our life, control means clarity and clarity means no stress. Mm. If we don't have to, if we don't, if we're not pulled many different directions because we got to put out fires and something unexpected comes and we're worrying and we're fearful and we don't know what's going on. We're always distracted. We're always doing something else. We need to get organized. We got to get an agenda. We need to get control. We got to stay focused. If we do that, we're going to reach those goals pretty quickly. Um, So those are all the things in the book. We got to free up valuable time. Because you say, oh, I don't have time to work on my dreams. Well, <clears throat> what projects are you doing right now that don't fit your dream? Get rid of them. You got to get rid of them. Uh, we don't like to say no to people, right? Somebody sure. asks you, hey, do you want to be part of this? Or can you do this for me? Or let's do this. Your question should be, does it fit my dream? If not, no, I don't have time for that. I got to work on my superpowers here, right? Um, so that's what the book is about. It also talks about you know, uh, this dopamine overload and how to take care of it. Uh, living stress-free, and it talks about uh, a chapter of, you know, nootropics, because we have people with ADHD, anxiety, depression, PTSD, like our our teenagers and adolescents, they're all diagnosed with these things, right? They can't focus, they're distracted, the dopamine overload. So besides all the strategies that we need to implement to focus on something, to, to eliminate distractions, those are all things that we can implement, strategies, but on top of that, there are some good supplements out there because now a lot of our kids are taking Adderall and those types of things. And yes, it may work, but come on, read the side effects, increased heart rate, a higher risk of heart disease, personality disorders. Is that really what we want to be taking when we're in our 20s, 30s? No, right? So I came across this uh, supplement called Focus Plus. It actually, the main ingredient is biocitroid, which a cancer doctor from Boston Neuro came across this. Uh, his name was, the doctor was V. Mandi, and he stumbled upon this biocitroid, which is basically a patent-pending terpene that is extracted from a specific type of blood orange. 
in the uh, rainforest in Southeast Asia, believe it or not. Okay. And it's a delicate uh, extraction process. So ounce per ounce, it's actually worth more than gold. Uh, but this biocitroid at 30 milligrams or higher is able to cross the blood-brain barrier. So it works within 30 minutes of taking it. Most supplements, it takes weeks and weeks to accumulate in your system before you feel something. So this works immediately. And um, that's the first, that's the main ingredient. And what the company did, Clarogen Z, is they added three other neuroagents to this. Number one, they added L-tyrosine. L-tyrosine is a precursor to dopamine and norepinephrine. Oh, you drop out? The other one is phenylalanine. And phenylalanine, again, stimulates or promotes dopamine, epinephrine, and norepinephrine, and works on all the cognitive functions, photographic memory, those types of things. And then the last ingredient is probably, to me, one of the better ones is phosphatidyl, which is a healthy fat, not only found in the body, but also in the brain. But phosphatidyl in the brain stimulates NGF, nerve growth factor. So it increases neurotransmitter activity and it repairs and makes new neurons and connections. So it kind of expands the brain, you know, especially when you're meditating, if everybody who saw Avatar and the big tree, right? Yeah. So it, it makes those connections. That's what nerve growth factor does. And, and uh, phosphatidyl actually stimulates that hormone to make more of those connections. So those four safe ingredients that have no side effects, no jitters, uh, no other impact on your body, what they do is they balance those five hormones. So if you're in a dopamine overload, it brings that balance back and you get, within 30 minutes, you get in the zone. You can focus for about six hours and uh, you know you can get your job done. So that's one of those things that uh, all is all natural, a much better alternative to Adderall or any other smart drug that doesn't have any side effects, all natural, safe. It's not on a doping list. So a lot of uh, sports people are taking it now. Uh, even right. e-gamers are taking it. Um, now we're promoting it to golfers because they're asking about it. Uh, because again, even in sports, think about it. If you can focus, your workout's going to be much more effective because you can go longer and harder. But even on the field, right? Let's say you're a golfer. Most golfers, when they miss a simple putt, that miss carries over the next few holes. I agree. I yeah. Same with an athlete missing or you know catching a ball, it carries over a few more plays. But with when you're in the zone, like Michael Jordan always used to be, or when you're in the zone, that miss doesn't matter. You only have the end in mind, which is victory. And so this puts you in that zone, bringing your A game on demand. So therefore, you're not going to miss that next shot. You already are over it. You just have that end in mind. So now we have NFL players, golfers, you know, uh, all kinds of people, even AMA fighters that are taking this, not just before training, but also just before a game, just to focus in. We have CEO Silicon Valley's, we got celebrities. It uh, doesn't matter who you are. If you want to focus and get the job done, this is will this will be helping you. And it's called Focus Plus. Is that what you said? It's called Focus Plus. And right now the company Claritin Z has a special on for all the podcast viewers you have. Uh, you can actually get a free sample so you can try it because then we just talked about research, but does it work for you? Well, get a free sample. It will come with two pills. I suggest you take one 30 minutes before you're going to do something, whether it's training or competing or doing some homework, whatever it may be. And uh, if in 30 minutes, you really don't feel a difference, take that second pill. 
Sure. And uh, and that way, then you'll know if it works for you or not. Um, so for your listeners, you can go to try try smart s m a r t pill.com p i l l.com try smart pill.com they can get a free sample there until they're gone yeah it seems like nootropics have been coming more popular lately and i don't know if popular is the right word but more people are talking about them and that, mm-hmm. talking about the benefits of them and that's something that i've actually started taking a a, dire, a a stroll down the lane to check them out too and yeah. there's a couple that you know, I've played with and which I don't know if and you, you'll know better than I do. Like Lion's Mane, I think is uh, one. Um, Salt mushroom. Yeah, like that. And that's one that I, I've i been taking every morning. It just comes in like a, a pill, not even a pill form. What do you call it? Like a syringe, a dropper. Yeah, yeah a dropper. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just taken Nice taste, that. isn't it? Nice taste, huh? Yeah, I just leave it under my tongue, man. It's so good. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, it's just one of those things I just kind of push through, you know? Mm-hmm. But do that. Um, I, I don't know if you know who on it is on it supplements, but they're out of Austin, Texas. They make something called Alpha Brain. Yeah. And, you know, I think they did two blind placebo studies. And this could be just what they're saying, but about how and again, you know, and stuff like that. Go, oh, yeah, go you ahead. ride on mushrooms. I mean, go back to the movie Avatar, right? That's the mushrooms make the connection. Sure. They stimulate your nerve growth factor. It's getting getting opening up those connections. We only use a few percentage of our brain. Yeah. Right. So it's those types of things that create more connections, which obviously make us smarter and more connected with the universe too. What and, and that was a question I was that you or, or something you said that I had a question about. You know, if those connections get so, for example, and I'll explain it this way: I have a friend at the gym who had some type of spinal surgery on it, and now she's lost that neuro connection from her brain to like her left leg. Right. It was almost yeah. because of uh, sciatica, and so. And she's trying to rebuild that connection back and just through running and just through, you know, mobility and just random little things that she's doing to try to build that back. But would something like this help repair those connections faster? Yes, certainly in the brain, right? So, um, and there's many other things we can do, biohacking, right? right? But yes, that, that won't help because if it originates in the brain, then that's where we want to repair the connections, right? That right. were lost, whether it's due to bleeding in a stroke or whatever traumatic brain injury, number one. Uh, number two, there's things such as hyperbaric oxygen is something I would think about for her too, to get 100% oxygen and some pressure to, you know, stimulate those types of functions. Um, you know, I would say I'm, I got many licenses. One of them is a physical therapist. I'm obviously uh, specialized in sports and orthopedics, but there are a select few physical therapists out there that specialize in those types of neurological things. Uh, uh, you might, I mean, your friend may have to look for somebody certified in neuroifra. Um, I think it's I-F-R-A-H, uh, but you can contact me, Chris, and I can gather in contact with those, but there's obviously people that know exactly on how to rehabilitate or doing the right motions because, you know, as a human being, when something doesn't function and we still want to do what we want to do, for example, just walk, we're compensating, but the more we're compensating, the more we lose uh, the function that we really are looking for. So in therapy, it's important that we uh, advocate and that we teach the people not to compensate, but to actually promote the movement or the function that was lost. And so a a skilled physical therapy specialized in these specific uh, lesions or injuries would be very helpful too, besides hyperbaric oxygen, uh, nootropics and those types of things. Yeah. Yeah, man. And and just that, like you're saying, just I know Johns Hopkins is actually doing research with certain mushrooms, too, with people who've had some type of brain issues or brain injuries and NFL players with CTE stuff and that, you know, they're actually talking about how 
you know, I think it's psilocybin they're using, which I'm not saying you should use it or shouldn't use it, but there is coming more research with these mushrooms just saying how it's actually rebuilding the connections in that brain and they're recovering from brain injuries better than any other, I guess, medical history that we've done in the past. Yeah. And it's one of the, uh, yeah, one of the uh, things that helps with plaque in the brain, because with the football players and concussions, we got these stacks of protein scarring that builds up, right? Sure. And so when that interferes with certain parts of the brain, they become more aggressive or they lose their speech or whatever. So, you know, it's it's a very progressive um, thing that's happening because it just doesn't stop after concussion. It keeps building more and more uh, stacking those proteins, which interfere with certain functions of the brain. But uh, blue methylene, I think that's what they use in fish tanks, has been proven to break those down. Really? Um, um, what's the other one? Uh, let me think. Huh. There was another one I can't think of it that helps with amyloid, amyloid uh, plaque. It's basically uh, something that's made by the gut bacteria uh, that break down tenons in pomegranate. So there's, there's an active compound in pomegranate that has been shown to break down amyloid plaque in the brain. And what we have done, I used to be a CEO of a stem cell company before COVID hit. And so we have treated uh, people with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, et cetera, with stem cells and exosomes, uh, getting them via IVR injections through the nose into the brain. And I've seen good results there too. So yes, there's so many things out there that could be helpful uh, that are not usually in the toolbox of your conventional medicine doctor. Mm, got you. And I, I already feel like I know what you're going to or the answer, the short answer to this is what I should say, but I want to get your thoughts on this and just in talking about the brain and using the tropics and, and athletic performance and things of that nature. I've heard LeBron James uh, at a post game interview, just almost replay the whole game inside his head, just, you know, play by play by play. So with these nootropics and being able to take them, like you were talking about Michael Jordan being in that flow state and everything. I mean, is it almost a, advantage of knowing that your brain is probably working better than the your you know your opponent's brain and that you can yeah, actually probably be two moves ahead compared to them it's, a, it's an advantage yes it's it's anticipation that has been proving with those nootropics right so if you're if you're in sports they always ask the question to the coach you know how much is mental and physical and most sure. coaches no matter what sport the answer between 50 and 90 percent um, it's actually, according to research, 100%. <laughs> uh, because even your physical abilities are controlled by your mental state and by your motivation and whatever's going on. So think about it. If you have NFL players, they all have have top skills. Of course. Right? And they call it, I, uh, you know, he was off today or he was on today. Why are they off or on? Right? Because they are distracted. Somebody happened with their wife. Somebody happened at home. Somebody happened with their finances. They got in a fight. A friend got arrested. Who knows what went on? But they're not in the zone and they missed the ball and they have an off day. Right? But their physical skills were still the same. So a lot of research shows it's actually 100% mental. But, you know, think about it. If you're the one who can get in the zone mentally, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You're always going to win to the one. That's not in the zone because you anticipate that ball better, whether it's in tennis, whether it's, you know, a wide receiver, uh, you're focused. Nothing's distracting you because you're in the zone and therefore you're going to be there an inch faster. You're going to grab that ball. You're not going to tumble it. That's the difference. And that's usually what makes the difference in top sports. And, and, and that's why, you know, making sure you're balanced here and in the zone delivering your A game is what makes the difference on the court or on the field. 
when you were when you when you swim and when you actually were doing it, you know, very competitively back when you were 20 and stuff. I mean, did you do anything as far as a pre ritual, pre-swim ritual? In my twenties, no, I didn't know anything about this. You didn't do anything, or did you do anything just to get you in a certain state of mind? Did you listen to music? Did you just kind of sit by yourself? And I mean, did you, did yeah, you-, you know, I learned quickly that you need to have a little bit of stress. Uh, no stress, you know, you're not ready, right? You're not at that level where you want to perform. So there has there has to be some stress. But at the same time, too much stress and you're going to fail. You're going to freeze up. You're going to, yeah. you know, you're going to choke, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so I learned I need to get my stress level at, at the right part. But I didn't have any tools or techniques or any nootropics or anything like that in my 20s. Now, three, four years ago when I swam the world record, you know, I didn't want to swim as much as everybody else. So I did you know, take a lot of supplements. I did uh, do some visualization and manifesting, mm-hmm. those types of things. And again, you know, a lot of top athletes use visualization, right? They they win the game or they win their competition over and over again in their mind. And it has been proven too, if, if there's no doubt in your mind you win, the universe can only give you one possible result. If there's a little bit of doubt, that you may lose, then the universe has two possible outcomes for you, a win and a loss. So when you can be focused and you truly believe 100% that you're going to swim that record or you're going to win this game or you're going to win the playoffs, but you already feel it so intensely that you've won that there's no doubt in your mind, then that's what's going to happen. So it's not just thinking that you're going to win. It's actually feeling that you won. And no doubt, no wavering in your mind that you're going to lose. Because if you always think you win, but then there's these five minutes in the day that you think, ah, the opponent is pretty strong. We actually may lose. Then there's the option of losing. <laughs> I'm going to have to remember that. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and because, you know, with people like Michael Jordan, as you were, we were saying that, you know, there's people who say they're competitive, but then, you know, there's people who are actually really competitive like Michael Jordan. And then that was probably, or that, I guess was his mindset every time that I was not going to lose this game. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, that's what he told himself and that if he was to lose this game, like that last dance documentary that he did, he was, yeah, yeah, that was good. Well, yeah, it was real good. Pitching quarters against the wall. He was getting upset that he was losing. And yeah. there are stories about him playing in a pool hall all night until he actually beat somebody. And just that, <laughs> and, and, and that's one thing that I've learned, you know, with doing my competitions and stuff that you, there's levels to this shit, you know, that, it's just that you think that you're here, but there's other people who are here just because of yes. mental toughness and that don't like whatever they're. And they're human too, right? So it's not that it's not impossible, and our human limits are pushed. You know, every year. I mean, the records get broken and broken, but we can't run the hundred meters in zero point zero. So I don't know where it's going to stop, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a wonder, man, because. Like we were talking about earlier in the podcast, you know, every year there's always like a new recovery thing, like you were talking about, and like as much you like, you know, a lot of people are talking about like ice baths now, and like you know, yeah. switching between that and the sauna and going back and forth a couple of times. Which, you know, I think they did that back in the day, but now they're just talking about how much, like, with the uh, brain and how much you know, with physically does it does for the muscles. They're measuring like, everything, wow. yeah. It's about timing. It's about everything. Yeah, exactly, man. It's just like, wow, where do we go from here? And just like you said, like I don't think nobody will ever do a zero second 
hundred meter dash, but who knows? I mean, yeah. Then you go back in time, right? Yeah. I mean, you, gotta how, keep, you gotta keep running though to gain just one second. <laughs> but I mean, what is your future though? I mean, how do, how long do you plan on swimming or, or do, do you just kind of get, go to the boat? Well, I kind of, I kind of, after the world record in 2019 and COVID came because there were supposed to be world championships in Japan 10 months after my world record. So it was a perfect timing. I was going to take a month or two break and then train again, but then COVID came. So it was really disappointing. Sure. And then, uh, then the Olympics got pushed a year, as you know. So then our world championship got pushed another year. So I just stopped swimming because you can't keep preparing. And so now I've really not been swimming three years. Uh, and then they announced just recently other world championships. And, you know, the reason I'm going is, uh, I've always been struggling, right? It's like, if I don't compete, I may regret it later. And if I do, you know, then my brain goes, why? There's no money involved in swimming. It's a lot of pain. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of time, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a mentor. I'm a speaker. I talk about these things. I biohack. So I think it's always good to be a product of your own products and programs and set the I example. So what I'm going to try to do now is I'm going to swim less, but I'm really going to do a lot of biohacking and see if I can, you know, if I can swim with the top in August. Uh, and real quick, I know we're getting a little short on time here, but I want you to explain biohacking to people. Just real quick, short answer. And just because, I mean, I know it's like you just kind of. Yeah, for me, it's, for me, it's just a term, right? Body, basically. That's so, like bi yeah, biohacking is basically a broad and amorphous term of a wide variety of activities or technologies that have, that in the attempt to upgrade our brain, our body, and our human nature, right? <clears throat> so what we're trying to do is basically reverse our biological age objectively. So we have our chronological age, and that's never going to change. But we now, with genetics and telomere lengthening tests, we can see how old we are biologically. In other words, if I'm 51, but I worked my ass off in construction, and I, you know, I partied, and I drank, and I did cocaine, my biological age is probably 62 or 65. I agree. I agree while other people took care of themselves and their biological age is actually less than chronological age. So what we're trying to do with biohacking is get younger and younger biologically. And we can objectively measure that. We can do tests before telomere tests, genetic testing, gut biome testing, and all kinds of other stuff. Then we can implement certain compounds and strategies and retest in six months or a year and see if we actually reversed our biological age. And that's what biohacking is. So first step, Regain control of your health. Make sure you don't have any disease. You're not overweight. You're normal. Next step, optimize your health. That's probably where you and I are. We're fit. We're strong. Yeah. Uh, we're vital for our age. And, and in our state, now we can go to the next step, which is biohacking. Let's reverse our biological age. So the 100 will be the new 30. Love it. Love yeah. it. I think that's a good way to take this home on that right there. Dr. Mike. So, uh, but if people want to find you, if they want to find your book or anything you want to plug, feel free to, feel yes. free to do that. So my website is biohackingunlimited.com or, or MVT, Mike Van Thielen, MVTonline.com. Same website, biohackingunlimited.com. My books are there. Uh, I'm a motivational speaker. You can look at my speaking resume there. But most importantly, I also now I have a 20-minute free Zoom call, so you can schedule it right there if you want to talk to me to see if you need help with business motivation, your goals, your dreams, or if you want to get in better health. Again, I have three different mentorship programs that you may fit in to, uh, 
make you my uh, mentor that's going to be accountable to reach your goals. And so, yeah, check out my website, biohackingunlimited.com. I also have an app, but there's been some technical difficulties, so hopefully that's out soon. And for those who want a free sample of Focus Plus, uh, hurry up because they run out of their supply sometimes, but it's trysmartpill.com. Well, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate you talking with me, and this was fun. So, No, this was fun anytime. So you got my personal information email. If you want to talk about something else, just reach out. Oh, love it. All right. This is how we get the word out, right? Yes, sir. That's what we're doing. So uh, good deal. All right. Uh, we're out of here, folks. See ya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park